you may have noticed something at all these protests over police violence. There are a lot more white people there than you'd expect. But how long will that last? This awakening among white American voters, how far are they really willing to go beyond dethroning Trump? Adam Serwer on race and lessons from history. Listen and subscribe to It's Been a Minute from NPR. From NPR Music, this is Alt Latino. I'm Felix Contreras. As part of our 10th anniversary week, we're going to offer another interview with someone who epitomizes the kind of artist that we want to feature. Rita Indiana is from the Dominican Republic, and she defies category. She's a novelist. She's a social commentator. She's a performance artist. She is also a musician with a singular vision that uses the musical traditions of the Dominican Republic to make fierce statements about identity, history, and the state of the world. After releasing her album El Juidero in 2010, Rita Indiana stopped performing and instead focused on her writing. Since then, she's published six novels and collections of short stories. Now, she has a new album coming at the end of July, her first in almost 10 years. Former Alt-Latino co-host Jasmine Garz returns for her anniversary week with an interview conducted like so many others these days over Zoom from Rita's home in Puerto Rico. This interview, by the way, was featured by the Latin Alternative Music Conference, which was held completely online this year. It's a fascinating conversation, but before we get to it, let's hear the rest of this track from the 2010 album by Rita Indiana y Los Misterios. This is called Da Palodo.
Welcome to Alt Latino. Thank you for joining me. This is going to be your first album in a decade. And in the past, you you had expressed that you were a little uncomfortable with the notoriety and the fame that pop music and your album and Juidero brought you. And I was wondering, were you creating music in private when you kind of decided to leave the spotlight? Yeah, well, I've done music for four films, for four Dominican films, while I was not uh, performing and not writing for myself. And I wrote an album of part of an album for a Puerto Rican artist. Her name is Mima. Her artistic name is Mima. Her name is Yarimir Caban. She's part of Ife also, and he's a really good friend. He's also doing a featuring in the album in the in Mandinga Times with me. So I was doing some music, but I wasn't doing music as myself or singing it myself. So talk to me about what dialogue you had with yourself in which you decided it now is time to go back. I'm ready for it. Well, I don't think you're ever like, ready for it but because the thing the reasons that made me leave it are still there uh, even more so because there's a lot more going on and with the whole like uh, redes sociales and all that like it's, it's it's more intense now than 10 years ago but my children were were little I was in another place mentally and spiritually and I felt a lot more vulnerable and immature 10 years ago than I feel now and I was very porosa, vulnerable to a lot of with the opinions of others and what they expected me to do with, with my musical career, what they expected okay. me to do with the way I sold myself or showed myself. And I just wasn't going to do it. And I didn't have the strength maybe to push that back, you know. And now I'm at another place as an artist, as a human being and as a musician. And I feel a lot better now. Uh, than I than I did ten years about certain things that around the industry basically of the music. I was never uncomfortable making music like I told you before. I you know I made music with um, Luis Amedirizarri, which is a a producer from here from from Puerto Rico. We we did uh, four films. We scored them and did soundtracks for them. So I wasn't uncomfortable with the studio work. I, I was uncomfortable with the whole other thing. You know the the thing of uh, having your face. Uh, be everywhere and, and everyone uh, saying what you should do and what you shouldn't do. Right. So it sounds like more like in these 10 years, it's you have changed to feel more capable of handling it than the situation. Yes. I also did a, a lot of writing in this uh, 10 years. You know, I published three other novels and I think I, I, I've grown as an artist and as a lyricist and I feel like yeah, this is the time for me to sing these songs. And of course, there's also the, the reason that the world is in a very particular moment. And I think it's critical for artists to have put their stuff out there, you know, that, that can, I don't know, we need, to, we need to talk about these things that are going on. And we need to, I think, use our art, yeah, for that, to, to make people think and realize and look around and say, what the fuck? What have we done? You know, we, we need to figure this out. We need to fix this thing. And music is a lot more democratic than, than literature. You know, it, 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 I have a lot more people hearing my songs than reading my books. So it, I think it, that's a very powerful reason also for coming back. I saw on social media that one of the songs is based on the short story El Sahid, which is part of El Alef, by Argentine author Jorge Luis Borges. Can you tell me a little more? Because my mind was really blown by the idea of like some kind of merengue version of El Sahid. 
Yeah, well, as you know, that's a story that is so contemporary. Like most of what has been, I love, I love that story because it's so like, how would I say that? You know, he, he just he goes into a bar and he's thinking about this woman who is, could be an influencer nowadays if the story was rewritten, who has died, and uh, they give him change at a bar, and in that change, there's a coin that drives him insane. Uh, he starts seeing the coin, both sides of the coin at the same time, and just obsesses over the coin, like goes crazy. So the song is a little bit, not a little bit, it's about, it's about money. It's about what money is and the, the, the place it holds in society, in our lives, in our minds, in our hearts, and, and the video and the song. There's a little bit of that loop that I imagine in the story of Borges, that dude, that dude just seeing the coin going around, like both sides at the same time. So the song is, it's a um, gaga, which is a rhythm that I worked before in Da Palodo in a song. Uh, it's an Afro-Dominican uh, rhythm. It has a little bit of electronica and and uh, like post-punk like guitar and bass lines. It's, I love the song. It's one of my favorite songs in the album. Hola, moneda, hay que hacerla, hay que hacerla. 
Okay, next up, Jasmine asks Rita about her novel writing and her music writing. Does the process of writing Made in Saturn inform your music writing for this next album? Definitely. I think there's a connection, and you will see it in the, the whole this persona I've created for the videos and for the music. Um, her name is Mandinga and it's, you know, playing a little bit with the fact that people baptized me La Montra, which is the monster in Dominican Spanish, the, the she monster. So we're bringing some stuff from, from some, of my, some of my literary uh, experiments and bringing them into the narrative of, of the album and, and Noelia Quintero, who is directing the videos and doing all the audiovisual stuff around the video, also is bringing some of the stuff that I've, I've had in, my, in the literary universe, bringing it uh, here. Some of the sci-fi stuff, some of the stuff about masculinity, um, the weirdness of the Caribbean and all that. And I always felt like El Juidero was like a really great book with music, uh, like, a, like a narrative. It, it, it felt a lot like a narrative. So it's interesting that this is similar with the Mandinga Times. And so the title is, is it follows the character of a, a woman who is similar to La Mostra. Well, she is not a woman. She's more of a queer gendered creature, I would say. Um, she's, um, she's not a she or he, I mean, it would be more like a they. Um, Mandinga, it's a word that is used all over Latin America for different things. This is the, it's, of, it's the name of a African ethnicity, but in, in, in a lot of Mandingas were brought um, to, the, to the Americas in the slave trade. And the word uh, is used in, for a lot of things, there's towns almost in every country in Latin America that have that name. It, it means an effeminate man, or uh, a man with a uh, hypersexual man, a uh, dark-skinned person, um, a lot of things. There's tricks in capoeira that are called man mandinga, mandingueros. Uh, so it's, a, it's an interesting word, and I, I used it because of all the meanings that it, it has and the power that it has and where it comes from, and, and that's why it's called mandinga times. It's also in the DR, like when they, they, they beat you up, uh, you know, they, when they beat you up, a bunch of people beat you up, it's called, you know, te dieron mandinga. So it's also mandinga times, it's the, the end times, you know, the, the, the apocalyptic times that we're living. Yeah, it's so interesting because actually monstra is one of my favorite words in, it's not an official word in the Spanish language, but I always thought it was very interesting. There's no um, gendered monstra. There's monstruo, but there isn't any official monstra in the Spanish language. And so I always thought it was really fascinating the way you played with that. She monster. Well, people did it. It was like in the DR when, when I started putting music out, people just started calling. Because they call when someone's really good at something, uh, they called in the Dominican Republic, oh, un montro, una montra. So they started calling me la montra. And I, I loved it. Okay, let's hear something else from that 2010 release. This is called Como un Ladrón en la Noche.
10 years and a lot of exciting artists have come up. What artists are you listening to and were you listening to while you created this album? I've been listening to a lot of old stuff, you know, I, this, this past 10 years, a lot of jazz, a lot of hard bop, bebop, free jazz. Um, I've been listening to, I always listen to, to Latin music, of course. Um, the stuff that from now that I really like, Death Grips, I love, I love them. I fucking love them. Um, I've been listening to, I mean, a lot of weird stuff, just weird stuff. And I, I, I definitely, in the last two years, I've been listening to a lot of uh, heavy metal, old heavy metal stuff, all sorts of metal, black metal, uh, death metal, doom metal, all the metal you want. I've been doing that. I've been going back to my roots, like metal and punk stuff and like, listening to stuff that I didn't listen to back then when I was 12, 13, 14, 15 years old, um, discovering things that was out back then and I didn't get a chance to listen to because I was in the DR and we were just listening to the stuff that we could get our hands on, you know? And so, yeah, it's been, I've done some research on, on different things uh, that, I, that I wanted to go back to. And yeah, that's pretty much de lo que me ha alimentado en estos años. Yeah, I think I was reading about, I didn't realize you were a heavy metal fan. And I think that's something that um, every Latin American kid, como que se puede identificar, no? Like you can identify that you listen to something in your in your room, but then you go out into the kitchen and they're listening to something else. <laughs> yeah, and like you really marry that. I mean, it's I, it's in El Juidero. You can definitely hear it in El Juidero also. You know, there's like a rocker back there behind every you know and the mandinga times is I, I i've done it in a more explicit way i guess having more of that the strength of that into the guitars and and bass lines and all that yeah como un dragon has like a really strong almost heavy metal riff yeah we were definitely doing like a black sabbath dembo there that's what we wanted to try and do i've always found like the whole metal thing to be very in a way descriptive of the horrors that we've lived in in the Dominican Republic under the dictatorship, slave ship, everything, everything that we, that our history is horrorosa. You know, the Caribbean holds a lot of horrors. And I think it's a musical genre that explains, that not explains, but it has a sensibility that I can relate to the history of my country and my, my zone and it's like an uncanny thing that ha has come out in my literature also, that drive for the dark thing, the dark side of, of stuff, of life and of history. Heavy metal is, is so dramatic and it's so like an opera. There's so much showmanship. You know, people who aren't into heavy metal don't appreciate the showmanship of heavy metal and the drama of heavy metal. That's one of the things that we definitely wanted to bring into the project, and it will be more, even more so in the next like uh, videos and content that we're developing for for the album, because there's going to be like a narrative. What we were talking before about the the narrative and what you were saying about it, it'll being a book. Well, this one is going to be even more so because we're working so that the videos connect. Uh, and tell you a story about Mandinga and who she is and where she, she comes from. Is she a demon? Is she a creature of the sea? Is she just black metal fan with her face painted? Who is she? What is she? We're going to tell the, her story through the video. So they're going to be, there's an inside narrative that's going to connect and you can connect the dots 
between the videos. So it's going to be fun for people to 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 find those little Easter eggs inside each video about who she is and where she's coming from. This is the track they were talking about. This is Como Un Dragón from Rita Indiana's upcoming album, Mandinga Times. Papi is one of my favorite novels and I just I'm such a fan of your work and I'm, I'm just so happy that you're you're publishing your own music again I, I still listen to El Juidero all the time so it's aged well I think thank you so much for doing this is there anything else you want to tell me well about the book there's a film adaptation of Papi which you just mentioned Noelia Quintero which has done every video for, for the music project did wrote and directed an adaptation of Papi the novel and it's coming out as soon as this ends. <laughs> so just uh, drop that. Wonderful. Hey, thanks so much for spending some time with me. I really appreciate it. Un saludo. Muchas gracias. Chao, gracias. Gracias a ti. Mandinga Times comes out at the end of July. Be sure to check it out. And also check out the interview we did with Rita and Diana back in 2011. You can find that on our website at npr.org slash altlatino. You've been listening to Alt Latino from NPR Music. I'm Felix Contreras. Please continue to be safe out there, gente. Alt Latino.